Hi, this is Jerry Lanska with the Anointed Nachos podcast. We are diving in to the last of the nine fruits of the Spirit in this series called Goodness. I just wanted to point out again that the difference between kindness and goodness is this, that kindness mainly involves being generous and considerate and helping others, whereas goodness involves righteousness in action are doing what is right. A lot of times it's not the popular thing to do, but it's what's right. And the goodness of God, and with his boldness, allows us to do those things that are right, especially to help other people. Let's jump right in the word. You know that fear is one thing that will stop this fruit of goodness from being displayed in your life. Fear of people. Not fearing God, but fearing people more than God will stop doing what is right in this world. And in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. The word also says that love drives out fear. God's love is what casts fear out of our lives. So the more time that we spend with the Lord and let his love develop in us. It casts out every ounce of fear when you keep your eyes focused on him. I mean, just think about Peter who got out of the boat and started walking on the water towards Jesus. He had his eyes focused on Jesus and was walking on the water right to him. But the moment he looked at his surroundings and the rough waves around him, he began to sink. Jesus was right there to grab him and pull him right back up onto the water and back to the boat. However, it's a great example that when we look into the world and see what's going on around us and the things that other people are doing and the things on the news, like it'll drive fear into us to stop us from doing what's right. When we focus on God, you know, those desires of his will keep developing in our heart and we'll have boldness to go out and do them regardless of our circumstances and who's with us. The book of Proverbs chapter 28 verse 1 says, The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. You know, wicked people run. They run from a challenge. They run from the truth. They lie and cheat. But godly people are as bold as lions. We need to be chasing after the things of God, the things that he told us to do. A lot of those things are already written in the word for us, and many more. God will speak into your heart for what you specifically need to do in your life, the things that he wants you to chase after, the influence that you'll have that other people won't. Acts chapter 4 verse 13 says, The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. Isn't that cool? Like, don't we want to be known as people who have been with Jesus? That his character starts showing on our lives, the things that Jesus says and loves come out of us. We can ask for this boldness. In Acts chapter 4, verse 29 through 31, it reads, And now, O Lord, 
hear their hearts and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. We need that fire inside of us. We need that boldness inside of us to preach the uncompromised word of God. The goodness of God is what leads people to repentance. In Romans chapter 2, verse 4, I'm going to read this verse in two different translations. In the New Living Translation, it says, Don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? In the New King James Version, it says, Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? I just like looking at different translations at times just to see the different wordings, seeing how they compare. Romans chapter 2 verse 4 though is saying that God is kind and tolerant towards us and that, you know, it's his goodness that leads us to repentance. It's his goodness that leads us back to him. So when we're talking about witnessing to others, it's being good, showing God's love and kindness. Not telling them all the things that they're doing wrong and condemning them, trying to lead them to Christ out of fear. No, we show God's love. We love on them. We pray for them because it's his goodness that turns people to him. It's his goodness that turns us to him when we do things that are wrong. Because of his loving arms, we come right back to him. In Psalms 107, Verse 1, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. God is good. You know, there's no person that has a bad story about God. Not someone who truly knows God. There's a lot of religious people that are deceived, thinking like God took a loved one from them, or put diseases on people to teach them a lesson. But that's not being good. That's not a good father. Would you put a disease and sickness on your own kids to teach them a lesson? Absolutely not. And we're created in the image and likeness of God, the book of Genesis says. So just think about that. Would you do harm to your own children? Not a chance. Just think of how much better, how much more loving God is to us. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So those negative things that happen in our lives are from the enemy. We have an enemy, the devil, but Jesus came that we may have life. Psalms 31:19 says, How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You have goodness, Lord God, stored up for those who fear you. What does that mean, you might ask? Fearing the Lord. Are we supposed to be scared of him? No. In Proverbs 8.13, it talks about the fear of the Lord is to love the things that God loves. And also, we need to hate the things that God hates. And the verse reads, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance, corruption and perverse speech. So we need to learn to love the things that God loves and hate the things that God hates. 
Too often we might have that backwards. You'll see people loving things that God hates. Righteous indignation is a reactive emotion of anger over perceived mistreatment, insult, or malice of another. When we see people being mistreated, it's okay to have a righteous anger, to have a holy anger towards the evil that's being done towards someone. So what do we do with that anger? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 27 reads, And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives foothold to the devil. So there's a negative anger where things just make us upset. And this verse says, don't sin when you get angry. So that means getting angry in itself is not a negative thing because we have emotions, right? We get sad, we get happy, glad, we get angry at times. It's an emotion, but what do we do with that emotion? Jesus expressed righteous anger over people's sins. Good examples of righteous anger is when dealing with things such as like child abuse or human trafficking situations. Like that stuff is evil in the world that just makes us upset because of the injustice being done, evil coming upon innocent people. In Matthew chapter 21, verse 12 through 13, it says, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it in to a den of thieves. So Jesus came and drove out all these money changers in the house of the Lord. And it's not just because they're doing business. It's because they were ripping people off. They knew that every person had to come and bring a sacrifice. And they were selling doves and goats and things that could be used for sacrifices. And they're really charging hefty prices, abusing the system and really upset Jesus. I like in this movie called The Young Messiah, which kind of represents when Jesus was about seven years old, that even as a young kid, it showed him going into a temple and seeing the injustice being done of many changers ripping a lady off and selling her a bird that was defective. It's just neat how they tied that in, something he saw even at a young age. In Mark chapter 3, verse 1 through 5, it reads, Jesus went into the synagogue again and noticed a man with a deformed hand. Since it was the Sabbath, Jesus' enemies watched him closely. If he healed the man's hand, they planned to accuse him of working on the Sabbath. Jesus said to the man with the deformed hand, Come and stand in front of everyone. Then he turned to his critics and asked, Does the law permit good deeds on the Sabbath, or is it a day for doing evil? Is this a day to save a life or to destroy it? But they wouldn't answer him. He looked around at them angrily and was deeply saddened by their hard hearts. Then he said to the man, hold out your hand. So the man held out his hand and it was restored. So Jesus did what was right because of his goodness. There was an injustice being done here that people were so religious, so caught up in their traditions that they ignored people that had serious needs. And Jesus stood the person up and taught them a lesson and healed the person in front of them. 
Now that's the goodness of the Lord and boldness to do what is right. So I talked a lot about boldness today because it has a lot to do with goodness. The goodness of the Lord has to have your boldness to be strong, to stand up and do those things that are right, the things that the Lord wants you to do, regardless of what people around you like or dislike. I have a few actions for you today. Action number one, the next time you get angry, ask yourself, is this a righteous indignation? Is this a holy anger against something unjust? If not, you need to let it go and pray for a peace of mind. A lot of times you might just be getting upset and you shouldn't be over little minor things, issues in the family or something that happened around you. You have to know what is a holy anger and what is not. Action number two, check yourself. Are you really loving the things that God loves and hating the things that he hates? Spend more time with Jesus and get his heart inside of you. Ask that the Lord would show you what things you need to love more and the things that you need to get out of your life. We need to line up with the heart of Jesus. Action number three is to pray. Ask that the Lord will give you a holy boldness to do the right thing. Let's pray about that right now. Lord God, I just thank you for your presence. I thank you that you are dwelling on the inside of us. The more time we talk with you, the more time we get into your word and dive in and get your heart on the matter and fall in love with the things that you love, a holy anger will come up when we see an injustice done. We want boldness in our lives to do what is right and to help people around us just like your examples, Jesus, that you helped people when others were not helping them. So give us that boldness, Lord Jesus. Let us be bold in this world, in our families. Be bold at the workplace. Be bold out in the world so other people can see your love coming out of us, see your goodness coming out of us. And it's the goodness that leads people to you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to part one of goodness. I can't wait to dive in just a little bit more in part two coming up soon. Thank you once again for listening. God bless you. Anointed, not chose, stuck in all